Quick fiat currency devaluations are nothing new for Russian citizens. If we are being forthright and frank here, it's nothing new for most people in the world. This chart illustrates that fact for Russians ever since the Soviet Union fell apart in the early 1990s. This past Friday, just one week ago, the fiat Russian ruble traded around 83 rubles to one fiat Federal Reserve note. Today it's trading at about 124, losing around half its purchasing power in a smattering of days. Today it's trading at about 124, losing around half its purchasing power in a smattering of days. And clockwise from top left, you're looking at an over 50 year chart of gold, silver, platinum and palladium denominated in fiat Russian rubles. Which I saved this chart around 8 days ago, right around the time of the Russian Federation's Ukraine invasion. Here is how all four primary precious metals protected Russian wealth as the fiat ruble devalued this past week. Of course this current example is sudden and dramatic, but what goes around comes around eventually, especially as technological changes increase and our old legacy payment systems are increasingly being weaponized. This week we'll look at some significant financial dominoes now falling and what unknown repercussions may result from actions taken by western powers to be. Oh, and this week I personally learned a hard lesson on the big difference between the geopolitical risk involved in owning shares in a top gold producer situated in supposedly the wrong section of the world versus simply owning the end product outright. Luckily for me, this is going to be the final time I speculate in any miner, at least until bullion does a proper evaluation towards a level of fair valuation. And that number is nowhere near $2,000 an ounce gold. So come along, let's look at some of the biggest stories in the bullion market this past week. Hello there, on behalf of SDBullion.com, this is James Anderson with a quick SD Bullion market update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. And be sure to subscribe to our SD Bullion channel so you can get our latest market coverages and also a chance at winning incredible bullion giveaways like this one. Raise your hand if you like free stuff. We were going to give away a free tube of the brand new 2022 Silver Eagle coins. Then we said, nah, make it 25 tubes. SD Boolean is at it again with the Silver Eagle Monster Box sweepstakes. How many coins are in a monster box? Let's just say one lucky participant is going to be showing off their best celebratory dance moves with 500 shiny new silver bird friends. So head over to sdboolean.com backslash sweepstakes for your chance to win. Click the link below to enter our new 500 ounce American Silver Eagle coin type 2 giveaway contest. And good luck to all of you who take part. Solid week of trading higher for the monetary precious metals. The silver spot price closed the week 25.70 an ounce and the gold spot price reaffirmed its recent Russian Ukraine invasion spike by filling in beyond 1,970 an ounce to close the week. And the gold silver ratio fell to 76. The platinum price ramped to close the week beyond 1,020 an ounce. And since nearly 40% of its freshly mined supply comes from Russia, palladium has nearly doubled in price this year, ending this week's trading by breaking its record price high above 3,000 an ounce. And given that general commodity values are running up walls, let's highlight an article published this week about China, the world's largest commodity consumer. China moves to secure commodities rocked by Ukraine war. China's top government officials have issued orders 
to prioritize energy and commodity supply security, sparked by concerns over disruptions stemming from the Ukraine-Russian war. Government agencies, including the country's top economic planning body, the National Development and Reform Commission, have been ordered to push state-owned buyers to scour markets for materials, including oil and gas, iron ore, barley, and corn to fill any potential gaps brought on by the conflict, according to the people familiar with the matter. The officials made no mention of prices, the people said, indicating the cost of imports isn't a focus right now. Ensuring supplies is of high priority for the country, with officials worried about the impact surging global costs of commodities will have on Chinese economy, the people said, requesting anonymity because they're unauthorized to speak to the media. Beijing is ramping up its emphasis on energy and food security after already feeling the squeeze from the pandemic, supply chain pressures, and geopolitics such as the diplomatic spat with Australia. The officials did not provide specific guidance on how to ensure supplies, leaving it to the agencies to map out, the people said. Food security has been a critical priority for Beijing, especially as its imports of corn, soybeans, and wheat have jumped to record levels in recent years, increasing China's vulnerability to trade tensions and supply shocks. Wheat, corn, soybeans, crude oil. Here are those four commodities' long-term price charts covering this full fiat Federal Reserve note era with over 50 years of time running. All four of these commodities are getting closer, but have not yet recorded record high price levels. Again, not yet. And as we are likely bearing down on the next massive global recession and perhaps another financial crisis comes about, uh, the policy response will likely be more of the same. Massive fiat currency creation. Here we have the G8 nations, China and Switzerland, their data illustrating their respective fiat M0, M1, and M2 currency supplies outstanding, as well as their official gold reserves. The data on the left is from March 2018, and the data on the right is from January 2022. Every single country here has exploded its fiat currency supply issuance, and it's rather simple. Due to that fact, prices for real things we need are going to go higher this decade. Today's closing price for the world's second largest reserve currency in gold was over 1,805 fiat euro notes per troy ounce. It's headed higher, and here's an obvious reason why. The Eurozone's producer price index recently came in at over 30% higher year on year. Like most nations in the world, the European Union is also drowning in debt, so raising real interest rates to try and combat coming inflation is not going to be their solution. Instead, they'll predictably opt to devalue their respective fiat currency unit further. Last week, we saw the largest outflow from the European stock market ever recorded. You know why? Not merely the instability because of Russia, it's because of many of the inflationary reasons I just cited. Turning now to this handy illustration that I often use by the Central Banks of Central Banks, the Bank for International Settlements, published in Bloomberg back in 2018. They call it the money flower a taxonomy of currency. The root of it starts in gold. Over a fifth of all gold ever mined is held by government central banks because it's a proven long-term store of value money without exception. It's held in reserves in case of emergency to restart confidence in the monetary system when their currency derivatives ultimately fail. Here we're going to first dive into 
the current outstanding issue of Central Bank FX Reserves, with an important article published in the Wall Street Journal this week. If Russian currency reserves aren't real money, the world is in for a shock. Sanctions have shown that currency reserves accumulated by central banks can be taken away, with China taking note. This may reshape geopolitics, economic management, and even the international role of the U.S. dollar. The West has shut off the Russian central bank's access to most of its foreign reserves. What is money? A question that economists have pondered for centuries. But the blocking of Russia's central bank reserves has revived its relevance for the world's biggest nations, particularly China, in a world in which accumulating foreign assets is seen as risky, military and economic blocks are set to drift further apart. After Moscow attacked Ukraine last week, the U.S. and its allies shut off the Russian central bank access to most of its $630 billion of foreign reserves. Weaponizing the monetary system against a group of 20 countries will have lasting repercussions. The 1997 Asian financial crisis scared developing countries into accumulating more funds to shield their currencies from crashes, pushing official reserves from less than $2 trillion to a record $14.9 trillion in 2021, according to the International Monetary Fund. While central banks have lately sought to buy and repatriate gold, it only makes up 13% of their assets. Foreign currencies are 78%. The rest is positions at the IMF and special drawing rights, an SDR, an IMF-created claim on hard currencies. Many economists have long equated this money to savings in a piggy bank, which in turn corresponds to investments made abroad in real economy. Recent events highlight the error in this thinking. Barring gold, these assets are someone else's liability, someone who can just decide they are worth nothing. Last year, the IMF suspended Taliban-controlled Afghanistan's access to funds and SDR. Sanctions on Iran have confirmed that holding reserves offshore doesn't stop the U.S. Treasury from taking action. As New England law professor Christine Abley points out, the 2017 settlement with Singapore's CSE Transtel shows that the mere use of the dollar abroad can violate sanctions on the premise that some payment clearing ultimately happens on U.S. soil. To be sure, the West has frozen Russia's stock of foreign exchange but hasn't blocked the inflow of new dollars and euros. The country's current account surplus is estimated at $20 billion a month due to exports of oil and gas, which the U.S. and European Union want to keep buying. While these balances go to the private sector, officials have mobilized them, stopping major banks like Spurbank from using dollars and excluding others from the swift messaging system still plunges the economy into chaos, especially if foreign businesses are afraid to buy Russian energy despite the sector's explicit exclusion from sanctions. But hard currency will probably keep gushing in through energy-focused lenders like Gazprom Bank and can theoretically be used to pay for imports and buy the ruble. Yet the entire artifice of money as a universal store of value risks being eroded by the banning of key exports to Russia and boycotts of the kind corporations like Apple and Nike announced this week. If currency balances were to become worthless computer entries and didn't guarantee buying essential stuff, Moscow would be rational to stop accumulating them and stockpile physical wealth in oil barrels rather than sell them to the West. At the very least, more of Russia's money will likely shift into gold and Chinese assets. Indeed, the case levied against China's attempts to internationalize the renminbi had been that, unlike the dollar, access to it is always at risk of being revoked by political considerations. It's now apparent that to a point, this is true of all currencies. 
The risk to King Dollar's status is still limited due to the most nations' alignment with the West and Beijing's capital controls. But financial and economic linkages between China and sanctioned countries that are only allowed to accumulate reserves and crucially spend them there will necessarily strengthen. Even nations that aren't sanctioned may want to diversify their geopolitical risk. It seems to further the deglobalization trend and entrench two separate spheres of technological, monetary, and military power. China itself owns 3.3 trillion in currency reserves. Unlike Russia, it cannot usefully hold them in renminbi, a currency it prints. Stockpiling commodities is an alternative. The conundrum creates another incentive for Beijing to reduce its trade surplus by reorientating its economy towards domestic consumption, though it has proven challenging. What can investors do? For once, the old trope may not be ill-advised. Buy gold. Many of the world's central banks will surely be doing it. So here you have a mainstream financial media article giving investors the green light to start acquiring gold bullion. Of course, this offer failed to mention that China likely already has near 20,000 metric tons or more of gold bullion imported and squirreled away this century, that it can officially declare when the time best suits them. If you've been living under a rock and don't know China has been massively acquiring gold this 21st century, I'll leave a link in the show notes with an article that you can go read which verifies my statement. Well, let's move on and close with the biggest lie I heard the Fiat Federal Reserve Chairman say this past week when speaking to lawmakers in Washington, D.C. When asked about U.S. plans for a coming central bank digital currency, Jerome Powell went on a diatribe, trying to muddle in get-rich-quick private digital tokens or cryptocurrency speculation with that of prudent gold bullion ownership. This is a misdirection of an overpaid liar. The existing uh, digital currencies that, that, again, are not backed are really vehicles for speculation. They don't, they're not used in... Payments. They're not a store of value. They're a speculation like gold. <clears throat> That's what they're used for. Um, whereas, a, you know, potentially a U.S. CBDC would have a wider view. I do want to stress we have not decided to do it, but we do understand our obligation is to, is to really get to, to the bottom and understand both the uh, technical and the um, policy issues that, that uh, need to be answered. Now that the East is fully realizing by abrupt actions, that the fiat currency reserves aren't store of value money long term, dominoes are going to begin falling further this decade unfolding. And the value of the least risk-laden money that exists, gold, is going to revalue sharply higher as an inevitable result. That's all for this week. As always to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion-related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content.